Hello and welcome to HW Editorial with me Sujeet Nair. Here you can listen to my views, my analysis. Follow this podcast to stay updated. At HW News, we have been delivering news that matters to you. Our goal is to present you with information that stimulates conversations around topic of larger public importance that often gets lost in prime time shows. Namaskar. Welcome to another episode of Editorial. I have two topics for you today. My topic number 1 is again based on what the Prime Minister of India said in the Lok Sabha yesterday. Mr Narendra Modi said that from 2004 to 2014 India was ridden with scams. Huge lots of scams. Really? Let's talk about that. My topic number 2 is uh, Judge Victoria Gauri's appointment in the Madras High Court as the additional judge was it fair? Let's talk about that. Let's get right into the show. So the Prime Minister yesterday said that from 2004 to 2014, India was scam-ridden. What he was primarily saying is uh, the UPA Sarkar, UPA government under Dr. Manmohan Singh was scam-ridden. There were a lot of scams, and uh, that was what the government was known for. This is what he said. Now fair. I am going to talk about scams not just uh, during the UPA Sarkar. I am going to go back to Bofors scam. I am going to start with Bofors scam, and then I will try and explain my point to you. Number one, let us talk about Bofors scam. The Bofors scam kickback was it was ranging between fifty million to three hundred million, and uh, CBI investigation estimated that the total kickback would amount to fifty million. This was what CBI said. And in 1987, there was a GPC that actually sat for 50 sittings and cleared the Gandhi government's government of any kickbacks. But the fact remains, the fact remains that because of Bofors, the concept of third front happened. V. P. Singh became the next Prime Minister of India. So this is what Bofors did to a government. Okay, let us move on. The next scam I want to talk to you about is Harshad Mehta scam. Harshad Mehta scam happened in the early 80s, and the scam actually came into limelight in 1992. We all know Harshad Mehta and the Bombay Stock Exchange scam and all of that. So I am not going to get into the detail of it. And the few things that I want to get to your notice is the 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 money involved was anything between 500 million to 1 billion. That was the money involved, and the scam led far-reaching implication on Indian economy. So this was the scam. Again, a joint parliamentary committee was set up in in 1992 uh, under the leadership of Ram Nivas Mitra, and uh, the recommendation of JPC was not taken uh, fully. Nobody uh, took the recommendation, and nobody implemented the recommendation of the GP GPC. But a GPC was set up. We all know Harshad Mehta went behind bars, and uh, though again, like the government was cleared, but the fact remains that Congress lost. Congress lost the elections. Even after the the liberalisation and an economic liberalisation and all, Congress lost the election. So that's how this scam costed Congress. Now let me come to another scam, and that is 2G scam. Again, 2G scam was way back in 2010. 
joint parliamentary committee was set up in february 2011 congress leader pc chako was the chairman of the committee the committee consisted of 30 members with 15 opposition members in the committee and uh, they cleared uh, prime minister manmohan singh and p chidambaram of any uh, misdoings in the scam but a raja had to go behind bars result manmohan singh lost manmohan singh's government which lasted for 10 years lost and lost badly okay this is the story of three scams now ironically in 2015 there was a talk of another scam the rafael deal the prime minister was narendra modi the rafael deal was supposed to cost 540 billion dollars finally when it came to it the deal costed around 1670 billion dollars a lot of people said anil ambani was was with i don't know for with whatever experience he has he was supposed to done a tie up with uh, rafael and he was supposed to maintain the rafael aircrafts and all of that so all this happened all this happened but the thing is no joint parliamentary committee and nothing really happened i can tell you about another alleged scam which happened recently that is the adani hindenburg saga again numbers huge huge numbers they were talking about adani's adding around 100 billion to his net worth in the last 3 years and largely through stock price appreciation in the groups seven key listed companies which have spiked 819% in the same period this happened just recently now a lot of people say and uh, the opposition mp rahul gandhi said that listen you know he asked a certain amount of questions to the to the to the prime minister because the prime minister was seen very closely associated with the group the prime minister was seen the it, adani was known for his proximity with mr narendra modi now what is true what is not i don't want to comment on but he was known all of us normal indians thought that mr adani had tremendous proximity with the prime minister of india more so adani was not seen this is my view adani was not seen as a businessman he was seen almost like a politician because he was seen very closely aligning to a group of politicians so a lot of questions were raised is there a joint parliamentary committee put into place no is there any uh, uh, direction for investigation no so the point is like i told you scams is bad for any country any country scam is bad but what is worse what is worse is when scams happen and neither the media talks about it nor there is a fair investigation that happens on it and and the fact that when people who are possibly behind the scams none of them are punished that's when the problem aggravates the point is somewhere down the line in today's india what is different to earlier india in today's india it seems the scams only happens in the opposition camp so all the people who are arrested by all the eds and its and cbis and everything are all oppositions government and people who are for the government people who are aligned with the government they seem to be absolutely absolutely immune to any investigation or any arrest or any punishment which means either that people who are aligned to the government all of them are spotlessly clean and every other person aligned with the opposition are all corrupt thieves either we have to believe that or we have to believe that 
if you are with the government if you are aligned to the government if you sing the praises of the government or if you are seen with the government seen in close proximity with the government and the top heads and the heads of government possibly whether you are a businessman whether you are a politician whether you are whatever possibly you get immunity you get immunity from all acts of crime this could possibly be the other reason why no government allies are ever arrested or investigated that's my topic number 1 let's get into my topic number 2 okay let me talk about justice gauri victoria justice gauri victoria is a judge from tamil nadu and she is now being appointed as an additional judge in the madras high court now justice gauri was known to be somebody who quite openly allies or openly shows her loyalty affiliation towards rss towards bharatiya janata party and she has also spoken against minorities in many occasions this is what the understanding is now when she was appointed as the additional judge in madras high court obviously there were petitions questioning this appointment people said how can you appoint somebody in the judge's seat who already has prejudice against certain minorities now senior advocate raju ramachandran was arguing on behalf of the petitioners the petitioner who put the case who put this uh, public interest litigation against uh, the appointment of justice gauri senior advocate raju ramachandran argued on behalf of the petitioners that the materials available against gauri shows a mindset which is not in tune with the constitution which is antithetical to article 21 because equal justice is part of article 21 article 21 deals with life and personal liberties he said it is antithetical because you know it goes how can you have a judge who has already certain prejudice about uh, certain communities in our mind that was what he said the judge hearing the case he 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 ruled it out he said no 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 he said nothing doing he said i have been a judge that is justice gavai who was ruling on the case said that i have been a judge for many years and my political background has never come in my way is what uh, justice gavai said now what exactly had justice gauri written in her past or whatever spoken written in her past against the minorities let us hear that too then we will come to the analysis in a letter once justice gauri had written that at the world level they find the islamic groups as more dangerous than christian groups but as far as india is concerned i would like to say that christian groups are more dangerous than islamic groups both are equally dangerous in the context of conversion especially love jihad i don't mind a hindu girl marrying a muslim boy unless until they are in love with each other and they are living in understanding and love but if i am not able to find my girl with him as his wife instead if i find my girl in syrian terrorist camps i have an objection and that is what i define as love jihad this is the mindset of an additional judge in madras high court now uh, i am not going to get into a judge has already given his judgment 
and of course uh, uh, the judgment is binding and therefore we all adhere to that just to, to his judgment but i beg to differ i have a point of view with due respect to the to the judge and his judgment i have a i have a point of view my point of view number 1 is when you make statement that christians are more dangerous and islamists are more dangerous on what basis has the honorable judge made these statements on what what is the basis of it does she have any research does, did she quote any research did she quote any data because if a normally if a journalist like me would have said that or would make such statements i can be sued tomorrow for all you know i can be arrested tomorrow isn't that also applied to a judge on what basis such statements are made is it because she feels so because she has a judge she has the right to say anything so on what basis what is her expertise in this particular subject that's my first question my second question is you see let's take an example i am a judge i say that you know in marriages no in marriages women are the cause of divorce i make a statement theek hai na the next day they put me as the judge of a marriage court imagine what will be the feeling of a woman of a wife who is coming in front of me in my court and asking for a divorce because i have already proclaimed my sentiments no i have already proclaimed my mindset i have said that you know in marriages most more more often than not it is the women baba that creates problems man utna problem nahi karta hai so i have already said that i am a misogynist what confidence will that lady have to come to my court this question baffles me and this question is something that i wonder why the honorable judge couldn't understand i'm sorry but that's what i thought why couldn't he understand it is not about just having political affiliations it's about having prejudiced thoughts prejudiced ideas about 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 a situation about a community it is about having prejudiced ideas without having any rational explanation any rational data to prove that any rational qualification any qualification or any study to prove that you've just assumed it based on your personal feeling and if a judge starts doing that even the judgments could be based without any rational without any ipc without any crpc it could be based on the judge's personal feeling can't it and if as a minority i start believing that this judge will never rule uh, justly uh, she will always rule against me because i am a minority she dislikes me what will be my faith on the justice system think about it that's the point i wanted to make today till i see you tomorrow at 10 pm namaskar you know about the latest updates on our new news app go on your android or ios search for hw news network download our app choose the language you prefer to get updates in and be up to date with the latest news If you like this episode please rate us with 5 stars right now HW news podcast are available on binspots and all other audio platforms also don't miss to check out our news reports from the house of HW news podcast we are sure you will love it too